Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 4Jack Podcast brought to you by Jackson Labs. We're back in it today, fresh off the Northern Trust Open, won by yours truly, Mr. Dustin Johnson. But before we talk about his blow away victory, we'll just say hello to the boys as usual. Tombo, what up? Not too much, bud. Um, yeah, just trying to do a little bit of home care while I'm getting set up here, trying to get the new lab. Um, yeah, fully situated, 100th episode. Big one here today, folks. Um, I'm more interested in how your weekend was, if I'm completely honest here. I know you were out at the Northern Bear, but we can get into that later. Parksy, what's up, my friend? I like Paige's segue there. The blow out, Dustin Johnson. I was like, blow, blow away, were blow you, out. You, uh, it wasn't you good. Something? Yeah. Cocaine, maybe. Or yeah. like that. He was high as shit, man. He was running away with things. So, yeah, pretty stoked. It was a uh, good weekend at golf. I just, I love how this is just going to come back and kick Brooks right in the nuts, right? Like, I mean, he was beacon DJ, and all of a sudden, DJ's the man on top of the world again. So, Exciting times. Yeah, 100th episode. Just happy to be in the lab with the boys on a Sunday night. Absolutely. And Didn't like, you think DJ was going to fire off a 56 or something? I texted the group on like Friday when he was on 7. No, and he just finished 8. And I'm like, because Scotty Scheffler just posted 59. And I'm like, DJ's going to shoot 56. Because he was 8 under through 7. 11 under through 11. I watched him. Man. And then just stopped after that. And like... It went cold. Well, Parks, you and I were talking about this off air. Like, yeah, okay. So DJ finishes 30 under par this week, wins by 11. But like, I don't even think that's the real storyline. Like, I think he actually could have won by 15. Like, he, he should have shot like 57 on Friday. And to think that his highest round of the week, by quite a large margin was Thursday with a 67. I mean... Yeah, I I think that's... So, two things I took out of the commentary today on... Well, from the PJ Tour guys. Like, Follow was saying that Dustin Johnson has his cut back. And I guess if he's hitting a cut, that's his most consistent sort of ball flight, ball shape. This is something he's been working towards coming back off knee surgery. Obviously, he's rolling the rock. I mean, he's making bombs from everywhere. So he doesn't have a FedEx Cup. Maybe this is like absolute prime time to be peaking, coming off like two, three really easy low rounds going into, you know, the last leg of the playoffs. Like, this is scary times for the field, man. I think everybody's going to be playing for second place. Well, Kiz did kind of put out a tweet saying that today that he's like, when DJ's on, he just steps aside and tries to add to his own bank account because that's pretty much what the entire field did this week. It was, I mean, yeah, okay, like it was an exciting weekend of golf and a week of golf, to be honest, but like not really, kind of, because it was just watching one guy. 
And it's not that he was even hitting anything that incredible. Like, he made a, a few long putts, great approach shots, but it was just business as usual. He just went into, like, the machine mode DJ and literally just took over the event, which he's done many times in his career, and just made it very, very well known to the rest of the freaking PGA that he is still a number one player in the world. And he resumes that position as world number one. And we've had three world number ones in as many weeks. And it's just an absolute horse race to the finish of the season, I think. I have one question. How many points do you get for winning the event? Is it 500 or is it more? 500. Okay, because I'm just doing a quick look of where the rankings are right now, and it looks like, yeah, DJ's number one headed into the BMW with JT, 92 points behind. Then we got our boy, Webb Simpson, Mr. Consistent, that people hate to love or love to hate. But, yeah, there's DJ's got a pretty good, uh, pretty good lead going on right now. It's crazy, dude. And I, I don't know if it's going to, like, completely change everything for the rest of the field, but I feel like guys are going to be a little bit more timid now, just knowing that he's feeling it. I mean, if he's putting well, what it's are you going to do? Yeah, it's game over for sure. I think my biggest takeaway from the week was Phil misses the cut and heads straight to the champions tour to pot hunt. Love it. I love it. See you, see you, Phil. I wanted to ask you boys this question because as soon as he said that and. I, I think I think we all kind of had a feeling that this might happen this season. I mean, there was talks of uh, the U.S. Open. If he didn't qualify for that, he could literally just drive up the road and go to the U.S. Senior Open. But now that he's out of the playoffs and he has literally no competitive golf within the PGA sphere to play until the U.S. Open, so now he goes to the Champions. Do you think he might actually enjoy it? And he might play the P- the majors this year and then go, you know what? I kind of like the three-day week. I like playing with the old boys. Do you think he might make that transition? I don't think he's going to like make the transition. I see Parksy shaking his head, but I, I do think he's going to enjoy it for sure. Like I think Phil always loves any competition, right? And like being with those old the old boys, right? Cracking some jokes about some things playing. Like, I think he'll definitely enjoy the time. I think he's always going to be itching to get on the tour and get a U.S. Open win or whatever mm-hmm. else he could do out there. But I think he'll enjoy it. Parksy? Yeah, I think he's, a, you know what, man? He's a competitor. He likes to talk shit. He likes to be in it. Like, fill the thrill, right? I mean, he lives and dies by the sword, so to speak. But I can't say that this is going to be his ride off into the sunset on the champions tour. I think in true fashion, as I said, he's a competitor. He wants to get out there. He wants to play. He feels like maybe he left something on the table, not making a run or playing as well as he did closing up the season here on the PJ tour. So we have some major championships coming up and, and maybe this is his way of, getting his reps in, so to speak, and staying sharp for the upcoming majors. I mean, I wouldn't count Phil out going into the U.S. Open or the Masters, provided that he, you know, he can start finding fairways and his putter sharpens up a little bit. But I don't know. I I think he's just going to go out there and and dip his toe in the water and just see what it's like. And and maybe he's going to put some on his schedule for next year. But I can't say it's going to be the end of him yet. Like, He's still competitive like a stricker or, 
you know, those guys, even VJ plays some of the PGA Tour events still, and they're, they're still competitors, so I can't see it's going to be the end. Well, I mean, speaking of Stricker, uh, Phil will be paired with Steve and Retief Goosen in his first round on the Champions Tour, and I mean, I'm excited to see that. Like, I think it'd be fun for him. I mean, he's played so many rounds of golf with the majority of those guys on that tour that to him, it's just it'll be fun. Like still very competitive. Like don't ever they think asked that's a walk away. Like they like, asked him and he, they said, well, how do you feel about coming to the championship? Tour? He's like, well, you know, I've been, I've been looking up to these guys for a lot of years. I watched them on TV <laughs> and then he scaled his answer back. He's like, actually I played with them for like 20 years and now they've moved on. So it's good to see some of my old friends. And it's like, yeah, Phil, what the hell are you talking about, man? I've been watching these guys for years on TV. Like, Dude, you played with them, man. You're old yeah. too. You're 50 now. Like, yeah, don't spring chicken reunion. Yeah, totally. Right. It's like high school. I I think totally. it's so funny. Like, and it's funny that that's the talking point out of this. But like, I don't know. I I I think that will be a Champions Tour event that I will be more inclined to view. Be a viewer. Too, like, yeah. why wouldn't you want to watch that? Just to see how it goes yeah. for him. I think yeah, Phil's sure. going to be huge for the Champions Tour because I, I can only imagine that between him and Jimenez and like all the quirky <laughs> people out there that like he's just going to step up like the Phil character that he's been creating with the social media presence even more so that people are going to be like, yeah, where's the Champions League? What's Phil doing these days? Well, that tour also just like it desperately needs the kind of stars to come on and play. Because they're not driving traffic. I mean, no, they're not driving any traffic right now. No one is, but they're not getting crowds with Steve Stricker. They're going to get crowds with Freddie and JD and Retief and Ernie and Jim Furyk if he's playing well. And now Phil to add to that list. It's a pretty compelling tour to watch. Like, I, I like it. If he committed to like five events a year, those events would be sick. So... Absolutely. I gotta make a note here. I'm just looking. I'm looking at the FedEx Cup standings, and I'm seeing Corey Connors, Matt Hughes, Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin, all in the top sixty, like going on to the BMW. How cool is that? Love it. Crazy to think too. Like after talking with uh, a future guest coming out here soon, Mr. Bob Weeks, uh, just to talk about the Canadian golf scene and just like how strong it is, and to see like, especially today, watching Connors and Hughes. Actually, he was all weekend, to be honest. I mean, what was he, 66 yes, yesterday and like 68 today? Like, phenomenal weekend again for him. Connors was great, too. I, yeah. I believe he was 66. I mean, phenomenal phenomenal golf out of these guys. Hadwin obviously had a bit of a tough week, but still put up enough points to get him into the BMW for this upcoming week. And it's great. Like, the Canadian golf scene is freaking great right now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Really I see Doc Redman got the bump in. I was watching kind of earlier a little bit of the chaos with the bubble boys. And it looked like he was at one point he was in like 64th, but it looks like he got in. He's 60th. So I don't know if there's any real big disappointment. Did he, did he get in? Because I thought Louie was the last one to get in with that birdie on 18. I could be wrong. I see Doc in 60th right now. I think I you might be right. I heard that. Louie made birdie on 18 today to get in on 70 on the number i wonder if this is updated that may not be updated because louis might not literally, be that was huge for him in the dark too like to come back after that delay get iced and still make birdie on the last like that's huge to continue your season like that might be like that might be the kickstart that louis needs to because 
Like he's playing some decent golf right now. If he gets hot, watch out. He's always a contender at the Masters. Is what I like. He's always a major contender. So yeah. with two majors on the docket, yeah, I would expect him to be playing well. I don't see him on here. I could be looking at a bad list. So I, I apologize yeah, I'm looking at a, a yeah. He's 99th on this list, so that's not right. Sure Seeing Doc number seventy one on my list right okay. now, Louis. So yeah, correction seventieth. He was six <laughs> points off of making it. I think. Okay, Louis, yeah, that's that's I, what I was looking at earlier. I know he was on the bubble. He's getting pushed out. So yeah, my list is bad. Thanks a lot, Google. I think we got a transition, and we would honestly just be very remiss if we did not mention another man joined the club this weekend. We had a fifty nine out there, Scotty Scheffler. Pounded out a 59 on Friday. Right before DJ said, hold my beer, I'm going to go do something here. And then, unfortunately, put it down a bit early. But, like, you know, kudos to kudos to Scotty for, like, pounding out a 59. Bogey-free, six on the back, six on the front, six on the back. Looked great. And the scoring average the day after a player shoots 59 is right around 69. He shot 67. That's a phenomenal two-day stretch for Scotty. Like, honestly, like, he is really coming into form here at the exact time that he needs. As a 24-year-old, to do what he's doing right now, especially playing with DJ in the PGA Championship in the final group on the Sunday and now coming into this, playing well, dude, Scotty is looking good. Yeah, he is looking good out there right now. Yeah, nice to see him go... 67 after the 59 is what you're saying? Yep. So he kept the role. He ended up T4. Yeah, big weekend for him. Nice to see what he's doing. Another one of our Scotties out there, Mr. Scott Stallings, actually made his way into the top 70. Did he really? That a boy. Yep. He's nice. like number, yes, 65, I think. Even Tiger got in there now, so he'll be there next week, which will be good to see too. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, he was clearly in there. I mean... I think that was kind of like the takeaway from especially that shot that everybody was talking about with Rory and Tiger sitting at that picnic table after the round yesterday and kind of just like laughing it off. And it's like, yeah, because you're safely in there. Like, don't worry about it. You guys look terrible. I mean, Tiger was good today. Was real. Like, really, he was awful. For most of the week. So was Rory. <laughs> Let's and, call a spade a spade. He yeah, shit like it. He bad. wasn't good. He he did oh. consider breaking clubs on Friday and Love the sound bites, fucking pussy. <laughs> yeah, it was and awesome. then, oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> so good. Like great not having fans out there listening to Tiger just beat himself up. I think my favorite, He's human too, right? My favorite soundbite of the week, and just to kind of touch on Scotty Scheffler again, was Faldo, actually, which is this is very rare. But he might have given the best description of Scheffler. He said, fear the feet. And, like, yeah, it, it gives feet, me yeah. chills watching Scotty on the follow-through. Like, the, What's, What is that? It's like a, That's like a country dance move. He's got some kind of slide shuffle or some that's shit. That's a nice little shimmy he's got going on there. Yeah. Because he is sliding that back foot. Like, there was one that it slid so far that I think he even got surprised by it. And he kind of looked down. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like He looked down and he's in the splits. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's good. Maybe he used to figure skate or something. Maybe that's a crossover sport. Hey, mm. who knows? But yeah, solid week out of uh, everyone at the Northern Trust. Big win for DJ. I think a really good bounce back win for him. I think that's going to help him. And I, I would like to see him win a FedEx Cup purely just to rub it in Brooks's face. But sick win. And 
yeah, let's move on to the BMW. Speaking, uh, no, hang on a sec. Let's move let's on talk. to the Northern Bear talk and Toby. We'll do that the at the end. We'll do that at the end. We we got British Open talk. Like we got a lot of stuff. Hang here. on, hang on. Let's talk about rubbing something in Brooks's face here. Did you see the post of Jenna Sims and peach eating season? Oh yeah, that was so good. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. You, you know you get. You know it's a good post when uh, Mr. Dan Philpot's even tagging you in it. So I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Can't Dan Philpot? Never heard of him. I don't know. Nobody. He's a very elusive, apparently. But um, he. I don't know if you guys. Did you guys get to watch any of the AIG uh, open, the women's open? Absolutely. Yeah. Huge win. Huge win. Sick win for Sofia Popov. That was awesome. Yeah. Like, it just amazing. Like again, another one of these like feel good stories. A testament to staying true to the passion or just staying true to the formula. I don't know what you want to call it, but like, yeah, another person that was kind of on the brink, like a Brendan Todd story, right? Like ready to pull the trigger or pull the pin. Like I'm out, I'm done with golf time to move on and do something. And then all of a sudden, like things turn around and she's got an opportunity to win. I was texting with Gabby over the weekend, Gabby Ruffles, friend of the show. And, and, for great experience for her to be over there and play and miss the cut by one, but obviously just shitty draw had two really bad days of weather, hard to play in the wind for a first British open experience, mm-hmm. but good for her to be right around the cut line. So what a crazy experience and yeah, what a great event. Totally. And just to kind of touch on Popov there, I mean, she started the return to golf as a caddy for Ann Van Dam. So like only a few weeks ago, she was, pl- she was out there as a caddy. Her career money earnings on the LPGA was like 128000 She just picked up like six eighty this week. What a life-changing moment for that person. Like, just to come out of that, like, you could see her on 18. She had that tap in, and she could barely even control her emotions before she even had to get up to the ball. Like, she could have nine-putted that with how poor her emotions were at that moment. Like, she was yeah, completely shook. No kidding. I think I think her husband being on the bag is one of those situations where it's hard not to get into that sort of emotional breakdown stage when you know it's it's right there and it's happening. And I mean, not one of us could put ourselves in her shoes, but just imagining what that would be like. Oh, I can't. I, the floodgates would be just wide open, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Phenomenal, though. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Tomba, right, did you get to dip let's into talk it, about it? Let's talk about it, Tom. Let's talk about the bear. Pace, your return to golf. How was it? My return to golf. Uh, my return to glory? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was interesting. So I fill everybody in. Like I kind of just dipped in, uh, got a call from, from dad asking if I'd like to kind of help out at the Northern Bear for the rest of the season, just jumping Love back it. and doing some celebrity shifts in the shop. Uh, it was great. To be honest with you, it was... Uh, there was a lot of old Belvedere members that have moved over to the Northern Bear, so it was kind of like working a Saturday, Sunday at Belv and just chilling with the boys. Had their club champ going on this week, so it was nice to just kind of sit back and watch people hack it check around out, out there. Check out the talent in the F&B department a little bit. <laughs> Don't even know what you, you're talking about, Parks. I was too focused on getting in my groove, man. I got right, in the pocket right. there. Learning. Yeah, oh, Learning. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know who took down the club championship is the real question. Uh... Bartlett. I can't remember his first name, but Oh yeah. Kenny. Well big shout out to you, Mr. Bartlett. Waited one forty six over the weekend. Could have he could have got rocked though. Uh Sean Mills was thirty three on the front today and 
went to smooth 47 on the back with a 10. Millsy, 33, and just <laughs> mails it in on the back. What happened? Did he have a bad uh, dog at the turn? Or kind what? of puck handled it in on 18 for a 10, so that really took him out of the mix. But uh, Thanks. It was interesting yesterday for the boys. It was uh, torrential rain for about an hour, and... Yeah, they got dumped on, but today was absolutely perfect and nice to kind of be out back in the shop. Like, it felt weird. Hadn't was telling everybody, like, I haven't actually stood in the pro shop in about nine years. So it was an interesting feeling. That's fun times. I'm yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have you standing on the first tee kicking everyone off with the celebrity status, right? Should have. <laughs> Come on. Oh, Chris Baisley, the 4Jack podcast. So, yeah, any of our fam that's out there, definitely – don't be afraid to stop by the Northern Baron. See if C.P. Pays is there. Say hello. Yeah, I'll see you there on the weekends if you all want to come down for a quick beer and uh, some bullshit golf chat. You know where I'll be. But, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Nice nice to dip out and uh, take advantage of some privileges and get out and play the best golf course in Edmonton. Boys, let's touch on our Absolutely. picks real quick Before- here. I want to talk about how bad... Uh, I don't. This is just embarrassing to talk about. Really, I mean, I was riding a high there for a while, and real quick, go through our picks at TPC Boston uh, before we move on here. TPC Boston. I was minus one overall. Three guys missed a cut. Pays your first round of picks minus sixteen. Your second round of picks. The Canadian boys pulled through for you for Cody's picks at minus twenty five, which was the winner. And then Tombo, you finished a a smooth third place with a minus twenty two. Right. So. Here's what we need to cover here for the listeners that don't understand what we're doing here. So, the last little while, I mean, Code's just been going crazy with far too much to even be bothered with our picks. And you know what? He doesn't need to be making picks, man, because that guy's making magic. But we've been actually trying to bury him to try and catch up, to be totally honest, because we are getting smoked. I, I had other picks in place for him. And Parks, you made the decision. You know what? Let's go full Canadian content. I went, yeah, sure. That's a great idea to bury <laughs> To ruin Let's him. do it. And he smokes us. Again. We're down. Again. I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I, I don't really want to sabotage everything because I almost don't want to pick the worst players because that might be the week that they step it the fuck up and they make it happen and he makes a fool out of us yet again. But... We move I think on. We'll have to stick to that. And we are going to. I'm move just. On. Yeah, I'm just looking to get that heart back in my corner. That's all. I just. It's been so long since I've heard the, <laughs> the beautiful bells or with whatever. <laughs> I don't even know the chords of the harp strumming my favorite. <laughs> beautiful strings. Yeah, it's getting, I'm getting sad actually. Well, let's let's throw it out there then, boys. Let's make some picks for the BMW. All right, so we are all on right. to the. The BMW Championship, uh, Olympic Field or Olympia Fields, heading over to Chicago. Uh, too bad that there's no fans because it's such a fun event too. Like Chicago is a great sports city, but we don't need to talk about that because there is no fans. So we'll get into some picks. Parks, you were last. Why don't you kick it off for us? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder, bud. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, I am gonna go with a. This is a hard one for me to own up to, and I really dislike this player, but, man, he is Mr. Consistent. So I'm going to have to pick everybody's favorite flavor, Mr. Webb Simpson. Mr. The Number jungle 3 bird. overall. 
Anyway, uh, Daniel Berger, number two, Mr. Consistent. What did he finish this week? Second or third place? Mm. Like where his game's at. I cannot stand his takeaway and his putting stroke is just equally as the putting abominable. Stroke scares me. But you know what? He's just, he's a stud and, and I think he's got another W in him. So maybe this week, maybe tour championship. Uh, our man, Kevin Na, I think uh, he's inside the top 20. So he's almost... He makes the cut this week, and I think he's on to East Lake, no problem. And I'm going to pick a Canadian boy, Mr. Corey Connors. Uh, finished minus 11 this week. I like the way he's playing. Just hoping that we're going to get him on the pod here soon. So uh, shout out to Kyle Peppers, friend of the show. I uh, hope you guys have a good week. And, uh, yeah, there's my four picks. I like that. I like and, it. Tom, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to give you all of our picks before you get to choose. I'm going to let you cherry like pick it. a bit because I'd, I'd like to see you get the heart back in your life. Uh, Appreciate you know what I'm going to do here actually for codes? I'm actually going to go big. I'm going to go only big or bigger guys just to Let's see go. how things go for him. He's going to start it off with Harris English. I think okay. I mean, good solid week out of him. He's going to go Kiz for his second pick. Another guy that played extremely well and that decided just to move aside and let him pad his bank account, which was... A wonderful decision for him. Yeah. We're going to continue on with a little bit of Canadian content. We'll go Mac Hughes. And his favorite will go Louie. Nice. Yep. Nice picks. You actually, uh, I thought you were stealing my model for picking this week when you spit out those first two. (laughs) No surprise there. (laughs) All right, and now I will jump in there. I'll throw you my picks. I'm going to go with the hot man once again. Got to go DJ. Big win. Going to go Webb as usual. I mean, it's kind of hard not to pick him. Yeah. I'm going Mac Hughes. I feel him. And we're going to go Rombo just to cap it off. Oh. All right, I like Tom. Those picks. Let's see what you got, brother. All right, so... I'm kind of trying to pick who's hot right now is is kind of the f- basis of this picking strategy we're going with today. And sure. yeah, Harris English is going to be my first pick because he had the highest jump in FedEx points that's in the top 30. He went from 27th last week to 6th this week. Oh, so shit. I feel like he's riding momentum that's just good in his favor. He's number 6 overall, so like he's been there throughout the year. He's high, um, man. Yeah, he must have DJ. Harris English picks number one. Something like that. Like he's been, he must have been eating <laughs> Bryson's protein shakes or something too. I don't know. Um, yeah, pick number two. We're gonna go with a guy who also had a big climb this week. He went from number twenty-four down to fourteen. We're gonna take Mister Scotty Scheffler. I think he's definitely riding the wave of momentum right now. Um. Third pick, like you, you're always tempting me with that Webb Simpson pick just because he's Mr. Consistent. Um, but I'm going to go with number two in the FedEx Cup standings, Mr. JT. I think he he wants to get back in number one, so he's going to have a good week this week. Um, and last but certainly not least, let's go with another high climber. He went from number 52 this last week up to 36 Canadian content, checking all of our bases. Mr. McKenzie Hughes on the list. I like it. 
All right. That's it. So those are our picks for the BMW Championship this upcoming week. And let the fireworks continue here, boys. The FedEx Cup playoffs are um, they're making it look good so far. I mean, DJ with a huge win. Let's just see what the, what the rest of the boys can do coming into Eastlake, coming into the end of the season, and then into major season. The weirdest thing I've ever said regarding PGA Tour golf, but I definitely don't hate it. But we do want to talk about like some real golf like that we're actually familiar with. Parks, you had a nice little day today. Uh, dipped I out had to Toby, I hear. Yeah, I got to sneak out to Tobiano. Shout out to Shannon, friend of the show. Even Toe, even Toe, even K-Dog was out there today. I want to oh, say Cody's shit. favorite flavor. K-Dog was out there serving the marks up. It was fun. Good times, man. Just what a fantastic golf course. And you know what? I played it one foot off the back all day. So good. Had a uh, celebrity moment where I had two groups of members on one of the tee boxes. And they were all kind of, oh, my God. Is he hitting it? Is there even a tee box back there? That was the par three. What was it? The seventh hole? The par three where it's like you have nothing oh, really? but a dinner plate to land it on. Oh, yeah. And I had 196, a little bit of in, and absolutely flagged the six iron about eight feet and rolled the putt in. And I had eight members clapping for me from the tee box. One thing I have to say, I am. it wasn't the best round ever, but I did not miss a putt outside, inside. Well, out, outside of five feet, inside of six feet. So it was a great putting day for me. And uh, I, I putted every single putt out, even if it was like a, a six-incher. I still made the effort. So nice to know that uh, my strategy is working here. I'm not even going to get into the details because I, I don't want to make anybody sick on the podcast. I but. was going to ask, can you please detail this for me? Because I, I heard off air. Like, and it... It, it's not unusual. The The whole practice lead up into it is fine. It's just something that we have seen lately out of other professional golfers around. Um, not looking at the ball seems to be the right way to do it this year. You know, honestly, like the more, the deeper we get into the show, the more we kind of dive into different players' routines and different players' idiosyncrasies and the things they do when they warm up and paying a little more attention to their social media, which kind of deep dives on their practice habits and the things that they do at the range and the things that they do around the practice screens. Like it's interesting to see. I'm not the only challenged. Let's put it that way. I'm not the only challenged golfer out there. Everybody has these little things where they struggle with the demons, whatever you want to call them. So the yips. <laughs> but not yippy not yippy today yeah don't say oh man that. like he parks it says he's looking at the butt of his putter and here's that's the thing it. here's the thing so thank you tiger woods he's my new friend on linkedin by the way um oh. saw him doing this warm-up at harding park with the one hand the right hand hitting a bunch of putts right hand right hand only nothing with the left hand on the club so anyway started to get a feel for releasing the potter head which is working great for me and I figured, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to put my hands on the club regular and I'm going to yip it. Not going to work. Okay. What's well, the next step here? So I get set up, make my one-handed practice stroke, set the putter down behind the ball. This is a little bit of Evan Dickey throw, uh, some credit to. So focus on my breathing, put my hands on regular. Then I take the claw, which starts to scramble my brain a little bit. 
and then I look at the bottom of my putter and then I just stroke it and I have no issue releasing the putter head. Like it's awesome. I haven't felt this in a putting stroke for probably eight years. So I'm super excited. That being said, I shot 79 today with three birdies and I hit eight fairways and five greens. Five greens? Yeah. So that'll tell you how good the putter was today. Yeah. And scrambling. And you know what? I was uh, hitting it well all day. Just like couldn't find a fairway. Couldn't find a green. I hit two, like flagged two iron shots into greens that spun off. Haven't done that in like 15 years. So anyway, bit of an experience today, but super fun. I'm just so happy that the putter just, I felt confident. Everything inside six feet, I, you know, I know I had a chance at, so it was really good. Yeah. I Lots like of fun. That. Good on you, Parks. I like to I like hear hearing you that, Parks. Good to hear. Now, <laughs> it was a nice little day for me this weekend, but the one thing I had to take away from it, so I get into the shop and I'm kind of hanging out. Oh, we got a story, do we? Nah, just a little one. <clears throat> okay. So I'm sitting there and I turn around and look at the back counter and there's a box. Oh, Score Golf Top 100 mag is here. So I pulled that out. <laughs> and I got it. I think I got to take back a little bit of the slight aggression that I threw towards <laughs> Weeksy. The shade? Yeah. Like, there. So in the top 10, I, I believe there was four, four or five, four. There's four for sure in the West. That's pretty good considering. But you start going down the list and there was actually like a lot, surprisingly a large amount in Alberta and like on the beast, on the Alberta side of BC, which kind of surprised me. Blackhawk was quite high, which... I don't know, maybe because it's Edmonton based. I always, yeah, I always don't think it belongs there, but I guess layout wise, it is actually that good. But there was a little more Western content than I thought, but at the same time, same time, there certainly was not. And I'd like <laughs> to see a bit more. And we are going to have a conversation fairly soon here to try and get us on that panel because there's a guy like Curtis Stock that's on there. Now, I know that the four of us, put together a mighty list that would be much, much mightier than Mr. Stock. So we're going to see what we can do here in the next little bit. And Curtis's defense, like he's been in the game for a long ass time. Totally. But and he's, he's got been, four he's been players. smoking the same soggy cigar for a long <laughs> ass time. So maybe it's time to like freshen it up. As you say, a little injection of youth. We're fortunate though. You kind of threw this out to me and it, it's funny how this works. I mean, Tom and I have done this. You and I have done this now. We're starting to like create this magic power of the four jack. But yeah, excited. We're going to have Jason Logan on from Score Golf here uh, in the next couple of weeks. And yeah, I hope you I hope you don't stab the knife in as aggressively as you did to Bob. But uh, it's going to be interesting to get his take and see what that's all about. Yeah. Is Curtis Stock a golfer? Like how good is he at golf? Decent. He's probably, I would say, like probably thinking, 10 cap, 15 cap, maybe somewhere in that neighborhood. Maybe 15. I'm, I'm thinking we need to have a battle, him versus C. Pace, right? <laughs> Winner. I think he'd win right now, panel. to be honest. I'm so bad. It's ridiculous. Like, I just, I've been working on something and it's kind of scaring me a little bit, trying to like 
almost Sungjae it, like that slow takeaway. Ooh, yeah. nice. Just to get me <laughs> into the position. Pause? Yeah, well, no, I don't pause. I just no want pause. to take it away. So that pause is terrifying. I played with a guy like that in Sydney one time, and he was not nearly good enough to perform that move, and it sh- <laughs> and it showed. Like it, it looked fine. And then you pause, and then you come down. And you're like, "Oh, so you had no idea where you needed to be." Yeah, that that's a move that doesn't uh, so exist in my world. But no, I love it. We uh, we'll we'll keep working. But boys, um, you looking forward to the BMW I this got weekend? It. I am. I also got a couple little things on my agenda that I'd like to get across today. Um, yeah, last night you were kind enough to invite us down to the bear, but I had already booked a little twilight date night at Riverside, seeing as they have their deal going on right now called the weekender where it's 28 bucks to play nine holes after some, whenever the evening starts there, Mm -hmm. 28 bucks. I'm like, wow, this is pretty nice. They even give you a $10 voucher for food, which I'm like, wow. Like as far as Muni madness goes, this, it doesn't get more madnessy than that. Right? Like ultimately you could be paying $18 for nine and then get a burger for three mm-hmm. on top of that. So <laughs> that's true. It was super epic. Almost called a hole in one on myself. Like I, I took a practice swing. I'm like, that's it. That's the one to repeat. And then I did, I hit it and I'm like, that was it. And it literally landed a foot and a half beside the hole and it ended up just spinning up to like three. Like it was almost, it would have been the craziest moment not filmed. Like, <laughs> Right now, the craziest moment not filmed is that bunker <laughs> shot I hit at the Bear Mountain. <laughs> yeah. This would have been crazy, but like, yeah, pretty great time is crazy value. I think they need to take down that sign they have out there that says no dogs because uh, the greens out there are kind of, I don't have a good word to say this. I'm going to just say dog <laughs> shit. They're, they're dog shit, the greens. So it's like the only thing you're protecting out there from your animals is the greens and they're already horrible. So just let's take that sign down and let people come finish the year strong with their puppies. Right. Mm -hmm. If Angie, you're listening, that's my piece of feedback. Um, (laughs) Secondly, can we like, are we allowed to start? I don't know. We we might be hosting an event. U S open is on my mind. Parksy. I'm looking to you for a little inspiration on it. Yeah. Do we talk about the fact that we're, going to be heading up an event at mercer tavern for our local golf buds to come down watch the u.s open we're trying to work on something that uh makes it engaging but also respectful of what our ahs friends have going on as far as restrictions to try and like keep the games and not just turn into a free-for-all where they find out that uh yeah our golf event is the reason there's a big spread or outbreak but (laughs) Yeah, we've come up with some good ideas. We're just running it through, finalizing everything. And then, yeah, I think within the next week or so, we should have an event posted on our website that people can go in and register. And I guess yeah, one of the things that's kind of been on my mind is like Colby Cave, Edmonton Oilers guy, obviously everyone that's local to Edmonton and probably even surrounding that knows that he died and his wife has built a charity to try and like help things around that. So I'm like, do we make it a free event that people come down or we do we charge at least five bucks that we can din- donate that $5 to the Colby cave foundation. And then that enters you into the draw to win whatever magical prizes we have for the day. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's uh, yeah. I, th- that's I think perfect. the charity components like goes without saying we have to do something for sure. I think uh, for our listeners, 
just keep your eyes on uh, on our socials. We're going to start pumping some stuff out. Happy to have so far Tower Bruco on board. Our man Sam Lofstrand, good buddy of the show. Uh, Sharpie, obviously, is going to yeah Mealcraft Sharpie with Mizuno. Shout out to Mercer Tavern, Kelly, Barry, Devin, all those guys. Just coming together collectively. We're going to do something fun. Go Track's going to be there. I love having those guys. Maybe talk to the boys over at Golf Society. You know, we're just trying to do something inclusive, grow the awareness, grow the grow the sport, and, and make sure it's a fun and safe event. Uh, you know, hit all those touch points with the AHS stuff like you mentioned. But, yeah, it's going to be good. U.S. Open for sure. Hopefully do something around the Masters, and then uh, we'll see if this takes a life on itself totally totally and if anyone out there has ever had experience doing a 50 50 because that was one of our touch points in our discussion was yeah like how do you how do you do a 50 50 and i think it's like the charity has to actually run it but i know our edmonton oiler friends totally dropped the ball on that so if anyone out there in our universe knows about running a 50 50 i got that i think that would be the greatest thing boom I got that covered for us. No problem. I can get mama bear on that. I'll get her running around with a pay- with an ice cream pail. She'll be sorting everybody out. She'll be bossing them around like a freaking mutant. But Love it. Yeah. So everybody keep your eyes and ears peeled for that uh, announcement that will be soon coming out. And yeah, get excited for the golf this, this upcoming week. And hope you guys enjoyed our little recap of the Northern Trust. I mean, there wasn't much to talk about considering it was just a runaway by DJ, but... Hopefully he keeps doing it. I'd like to see him just blow out the field all the way through. Be sick. <laughs> I love the blow. It's not this week for me. DJ, so good. <laughs> What's that, Tom? Uh, yeah, just hope he doesn't do it this week because I didn't pick him. Right, I'm hoping for some sort of Justin Thomas, maybe Mackenzie Hughes type of type of thing this week let's let's put those vibes out there jt might he was actually like sneaky good in the numbers too so you might see something happen out of him but we'll have to see well we will have to see ladies and gentlemen but boys i got nothing else to talk to you about i'm not sure what you got for me but uh i feel like we wrap this thing up and we got excited for the following week yeah it's gonna be a busy one uh, got some good guests so should be fun absolutely All right, everybody. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week and enjoy the upcoming BMW Championship and we'll chat with you next Sunday. Cheers. Hello, 4Jack Podcast fam. It's your boy, Active Nation, and thank you for listening to the 4Jack Podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us if you could go hit that subscribe button and leave us a lovely five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. You know what? Because that would really make our day. Thank you, and let's keep on golfing, baby. I don't like that last one. Okay. Then we're good. Got it.